welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odoms. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode title is Identity. Many times we allow people to place identities on us. So the definition of identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So I want to talk about this because there's a lot of people that don't know their identity in Christ. I am guilty of allowing my peace to be disturbed, allowing my mood to be set based off what someone else has said that I was. So if you don't know what your identity is in Christ, then you will learn on this podcast today. Our identity is not found in our mistakes, our struggles, or the past. Our past doesn't dictate who we are in Christ. So it don't matter how many mistakes you don't make. It don't matter the things that you struggle with, struggled with past tense or currently struggling with. It don't matter what has happened in your past. None of that dictates who you are. When we sit and dwell on our failures, it keeps us stuck and prevents us from moving forward. God's grace and mercy is new to us each and every day. We have to learn to receive God's grace and and mercy and move forward. So we can't be stuck on dwelling about the things that we've done in the past or the mistakes that we've made. And this episode title came from a friend of mine reached out to me last week and asked if I could pray for her. And she basically, I won't disclose who this friend is, but anyway, she basically was saying that she knew it was the enemy putting the thoughts in her, in her mind. But she was talking about that. Um, she had been in a very low state, um, because the enemy kept telling her that she was her mistakes. And, um, based off of the things that she did in her past. And I basically was explaining to her that the past is over. Whatever mistakes that she made in her past, that that is over. She's now in the present. I told her that if she went to God and asked God for forgiveness for whatever mistakes that she made, God forgave her right then. She has to learn to forgive herself and move on. And she can't be stuck looking back on the things that she did because that's hindering her from moving forward. I'm going to share on this episode who we are in Christ, what God says, what his word says that we are in Christ. And keep in mind that when people call you out your name, when they call you something that you don't, that you know does not line up with the word of God, then you don't accept that. If they are calling you out of your name, you don't accept it. You don't embrace it because when you know what the word of God says, when you know who you are in Christ, you know what you should be called. You know whose you are and who you belong to. So I'm going to start with, we are loved. Galatians 2, 20 out of the Amplified Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, which is by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So this Bible verse 
it lets us know that we are loved. God sent his son to the cross. He loved us that much that he sent his son to the cross to die for our sin. It says, the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So Galatians 2.20 tells us that we are loved. Romans 8 verses 38 and 39 out of the message Bible says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way, no trouble, no hard times, no hatred, no hunger, no homelessness, no bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of that, because of the way that Jesus, our master has embraced us. This Bible verse reminds us that there's no way anything, there's no way that anything can separate us from the love of God, not trouble, not hard times. It don't matter what type of trouble you might get yourself in. It don't matter if you fall in on hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not even backstabbing. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. And it says, I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, nothing today or tomorrow, nothing in the present or in the future, nothing high, nothing low, nothing that you can think about or unthinkable absolutely nothing can come between us and God's love for us. So we are loved. We are loved. And no matter what we do, it would never separate us from the love of God. We are also precious. Isaiah 43, 4 in the Amplified Bible says, because you are precious in my sight, you are honored and I love you. I will give other men in return, in return for you, other people in exchange for your life. And then the message Bible, I'm going to read verses one through four out of the message Bible. It says, but now God's message, the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started Israel. Don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name, your mind. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end. Because I am God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. All of Egypt with rich Cush and Seba thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back. Trade the creation just for you. We are precious in God's sight. He will sell off the whole world just to get you back. Trade the creation just for you. 
this right here lets us know that this is how important we are to God. This is how much we mean to God. This is what he is. He will do for his children whom he loves. And then oftentimes we are misunderstood by people. I know I've said plenty of times when I was trying to get my point across to someone, you don't understand me. I've said that a lot of times. You don't understand me or you just don't understand. Well, in Psalms um, chapter 139 verses 1 through 6 out of the Message Bible, it says, God investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I am thinking. You know when I leave, when I get back. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me, you are there. Then up ahead, and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. So even when other people don't understand us, God understands us. God knows before we going to think something, before the first thought pop up in our mind, God already know what we was going to think. Before the first sentence leaves our mouth, God is, he knows it. It says, you know, everything I'm going to say before I even say it. So even when people don't understand us, it's okay because God understands us. We are understandable to him. Even though we may be misunderstood by other people, God understands us. He knows the thoughts before we even think the thoughts. He knows what we're going to say before we even say what we're going to say. I look behind me and you are there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. This is our father understanding us. He understands us because he is our creator. People don't understand us because they didn't create us. Many times we are run to people when stuff is going on with, within us and we can't figure out ourselves. We are run to people instead of running to God when we should be running to God because he the one who created us. Why you run into the, you run into people. The people didn't create you. God created you. So you need to be running to your manufacturer, the one who created you because he understands you. He understands the things that you're thinking. He understands the words that you're going to speak because he already know them before you even speak them. And then we are also beautiful. Song of Solomon chapter four, verses one out of the Amplified Bible says, how fair and beautiful you are, my darling. How very beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are like those of a dove. Your hair is like the shimmering black fleece of a flock of goats that have descended from the Mount Gilead. And then verse seven says, Oh, my love, you are altogether beautiful and fair. There is no flaw nor blemish in you. Now the message Bible of verse seven says, you're beautiful from head to toe. My dear love, beautiful beyond compare, absolutely flawless. So, you know, we sit and talk about we got flaws. Nobody's perfect, which nobody is. If you're not Jesus, you're not perfect. You're not God. You're not perfect. But verse seven says that there is no flaw nor blemish in you. No flaw or blemish in you. We are beautiful. We are God's beautiful children. It doesn't matter what you hear other people say about you because people 
you get mad at somebody. I don't, I'm guilty of it. We all guilty of it. You get mad at somebody, you call them out their name. You call them something that's not in the Bible. But what we got to remember is the more we start maturing in God, the more we start maturing spiritually, our words change, our behavior change, the decisions we make change. The more you get in God's word, the more you start studying God's word, not just reading his word, but you got to study his word to understand his word and meditate on his word. Your words will start changing. You will notice that when you will allow the flesh to have its way in the past, and just fly off the handle and say something foolish instead of being being quiet like a wise man, you notice that when you start maturing spiritually, your words and what you speak become different. And you might slip up, but at the same time, you will also be convicted because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Or sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you and you getting ready to say something, the Holy Spirit be like, act, don't you say anything. You can either be obedient to the Holy Spirit or you can speak on it. E- either way, if you speak on it, you're going to wish you wouldn't have said anything. Or you can be obedient to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to do what needs to be done. But we got to be mindful that our identity doesn't lie in materialistic things. It doesn't lie in people or what people say about us. It doesn't lie in what we wear. It doesn't lie in our job. It doesn't um, lie in where we live. Our identity is in Christ, and it's very important for us to know where our identity is. Again, why do we allow what people say about us determine our mood? We'll get all bent out of shape if someone says something negative about us, but for what? They didn't create us, so why allow allow people to say things about us to determine what kind of mood we would be in? And I, like I said, I'm guilty of it too. I'm not just speaking on the listeners, but I've just, this past weekend, I was called disrespectful. I was told that I was being disrespectful. Now, before I would have allowed that to trigger something in me and I would have responded in a fleshly manner. But after being called disrespectful, I reminded myself and I have conversations with myself. You can call them pep talks. You can call them whatever. But I had to remind myself that the only reason why I'm being called disrespectful in this situation is because I'm not doing what this person wants me to do or expect me to do. But I realized that I'm not a disrespectful person. You may think how I responded to this situation was disrespectful, but I'm not a disrespectful person. I am a respectful person just because I choose not to entertain something. Or just because I choose not to give a reaction to something that you said doesn't mean I'm a disrespectful person. I'd rather keep my mouth closed than say something that I know that's not life. Remember I said life and death is in the power of the tongue. You want to speak life. So in that situation, I prefer to keep my mouth closed because I knew that if I wouldn't have kept my mouth closed, I wasn't going to say nothing that was going to speak life that wasn't going to be beneficial. So because I chose not to say anything, I was called disrespectful. Next, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139 verses 13 through 15 out of the message Bible says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. 
You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculptured from nothing into something. This Bible, this Bible verse right here, speaking of us being fearfully and wonderfully made, this goes back to us allowing what other people says about us to get us all bent out of shape. Example, you hear somebody been talking about you or they don't say this or they don't say that. And your first reaction, the flesh's first reaction is to be ready to snap back, spaz out or flip on the person or blank on the person. I'm going to use the word blank because I used to use that all the time in my past. You be ready to blank on that person or you be ready to um, vent to whoever brought the information back to you. And you be ready to vent because you ready to defend yourself. But what you got to remember is. They're not your creator. They don't know you firsthand. They didn't create you. They didn't form you in your mother's womb. They don't know every bone in your body. They don't know exactly how you was made bit by bit, how you were sculptured from nothing to something. They don't know nothing about you. So why get all bent out of shape on what they saying about you or what they trying to speak on you? Because they don't know nothing about you. They're not your creator. They didn't create you. They didn't form you in your mother's womb. So instead of blanking on them or flipping on them, the best thing to do is just pray about them, pray for them, pray over them and allow God to do what God needs to do in them. It don't matter why they talking about you. It don't matter what they saying negative negatively about you. The best thing to do, the best way to respond to something like that is to pray for them. You love them at a distance. We supposed to love everybody. That's what the Bible say. Love your neighbor. You love them at a distance and you pray for them. We are also set apart. People may call you weird or different and that's perfectly fine. I'm guilty of calling people weird. We're not supposed to be like other people. We are uniquely made and set apart from everyone else. I've said it plenty. I've said it. I call myself weird sometimes when I'm talking to somebody about something or I'm telling somebody, for example, I used to mix ketchup and mayonnaise together and dip my fries in it. And some of y'all probably saying, Ooh, that is nasty. Then some of y'all probably saying I do the exact same thing. Well, anyway, I used to, before I decided to stop eating ketchup, I used to mix ketchup and mayonnaise together. And I remember when I went, I had lunch with someone before I even did it. I automatically came out and said, yeah, I know I'm weird. And then I started mixing the ketchup and mayonnaise together. And the person confirmed what I was say- what I was saying. It was like, yeah, you are weird. I called myself weird because I was mis- mixing ketchup and mayonnaise together because that's what I dipped my fries in. I liked it and that's what I was dipping my fries in. But I'm not weird. Just because I like, just because I was mixing ketchup and mayonnaise together to eat my French, dip my French fries in doesn't make me weird because there's no two human beings on this earth that are alike. Even though me and my mom and my dad share the same DNA, our fingerprints is not the same. God created us all uniquely different. We're not supposed to be alike. Just because I like to dip my Bojangles fries in honey mustard and somebody else might like to dip their Bojangles fries in barbecue sauce, that don't mean they weird. That's just their preference. That's just something they like. In Hebrews 10, 10 out of the Amplified Bible, it tells us, and in accordance with this will of God, 
we who believe in the message of salvation have been sanctified, that is, set apart as holy for God and his purposes through the offering of the body of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, once and for all. So we have been sanctified. We've been set apart for the holy, for, for we have been set apart as holy for God and his purposes. So we have been set apart for God's purpose. We set apart for God's purpose, not man's purpose, but God's purpose. And then Deuteronomy 14, two amplified Bible says, for you are a holy people, which means set apart to the Lord, your God. And the Lord has chosen you out of all the peoples who are on the earth to be a people of his own possession. God has chosen each and every one of us. And we are holy people. We are set apart. We are not supposed to be like other people. We're not supposed to be like nobody else. We are supposed to be different. So I've decided that when I get called weird or peculiar, I'm going to embrace that because the Bible tells me that I have been set apart. I'm not supposed to be like nobody else. I am supposed to be unique from everybody. I'm supposed to be unique. I'm different from everybody else. This is the way God created me. He knew what he was doing when he formed me in my mother's womb. The word says that he knew me before he formed me. So he already knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. But I am supposed to be who I am. The things that I like, I'm supposed to like these things. I'm not supposed to be liking everything that somebody else likes. Now, don't get me wrong. I have things in common that I like that my sister like or things in common that I like that my sons like. But at the same time, just because we don't share the same interest in everything doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me or it doesn't mean where if I like this and my sons don't like it, that means there's something wrong with them because they don't like what I'm like, what I like. No, God created us all different for a purpose and for a reason for his purpose. He set us apart for his purpose. So I want to re recap. The first one is loved. We are loved by God. Galatians 2.20, Romans 8.38 and 39. The next one is we are precious. Isaiah 43.4. And then I read Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 4. Understood. God understands us. Even if nobody else understands us, God understands us. And you know why he understands us? Because he is our creator. That's why he understands us. Anytime we're facing something difficult or anytime we're going through something or we're experiencing something and we may not understand it ourselves, we go to God, our father, the one who created us. He can tell us everything we need to know about ourselves because he is our creator. That's why we go to him. Psalms 139 verses one through six. And then we are beautiful. Song of Solomon chapter four, verse one. And then verse seven, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139 verses 13 through 15. And then we are set apart. We are called for his purpose, for God's purpose, not man's purpose, but God's purpose. Hebrews 10, 10 and Deuteronomy 14, 2. So remember that our, our identity is found in Christ. It's not found in other people. It's not found in, the, in our possessions. It's not found in materialistic things. It's not found in what we drive. It's not found, found in that weave that we go in her stores and buy. It's not found in our makeup. 
It's not found in them Jordans that we buy to go on our feet. It's not found in them purses we we buy. Michael Kors, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whatever purse you're carrying around, whatever watch you got on your wrist, jewelry. Our identity is not found in any of that. Our identity is found in Christ. And it's very important for us all to know that because if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you can allow a lot of things to dictate who you are. You you will allow the things that happened to you in the past dictate who you are in the present. You will allow that mistake that you made 16, 17 years ago influence the decisions that you're still making today. And yes, we all make mistakes, but we don't stay stuck in those mistakes. We don't dwell in those mistakes and we don't live in those mistakes. When you make a mistake or when you sin, you go to God, you confess that sin to God and you ask for forget. You repent, you ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you. Then you have to forgive yourself. That's, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of times that's where we get stuck at. We go to God and we ask God for forgiveness and he, he will forgive us and remember that sin no more, but then we don't forgive ourselves. So then when we don't forgive ourselves, it's like, it stays with us and it weighs us down. You can't hold on. Why would you want to hold on to it? You know who, how amazing your father is. He created everything. He created man and woman. He is the creator of everything. If And he's all-knowing. I'm you present. He's all-powerful. So if somebody that powerful can forgive you, then why can't you forgive yourself? Why would you want to be hanging on to something that you did in a past relationship or in, in the past? Whether you was in a relationship or whether you wasn't in a relationship, why would you want to be holding on to a mistake that you made? You learn from it and then you move on. God forgives you. You have to forgive yourself. You don't want to allow the things that happened in your past to hinder you in your present or where you're supposed to be going in your future. And don't keep looking back in the rearview mirror because you can't move forward if you're looking back. You learn from the mistake. You accept God's forgiveness. You forgive yourself and then you move on. And remember that you are loved by God. You are his beloved child. You are precious. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he understands you. He set you apart for his purpose and his purpose only. I hope you all have enjoyed this podcast and I will talk to you next week.